0: This is the bloody disgusting podcast network. Whenever the moon is full, it's out there, in the shadows, in the fog watching. Boils and ghouls, lock your doors and strap yourselves in from Los Angeles, California. Bloody Disgusting presents the Boo Crew Podcast. Horror news, commentary, reviews, interviews, and more with your hosts Lauren and Trevor Shand
2: and Leone D'Antonio.
1: Hi, I'm Lauren.
2: I'm Trevor and welcome to the Boo Crew Podcast episode... 411 This is our special year-end wrap-up As promised Unfortunately, Leo has been Very sick, he's missed the past Couple shows, he's missing this one as well We miss him dearly But we actually have a very special guest Possibly the most special guest we've ever had Here in the studio As a consolation
1: Yes, (laughs) most special to us
2: Yes, this would be our 14-year-old daughter, Terror Teen Scarlet Yay! Woo! Hi! There you are! How does it feel to finally be on the other side of the door when this is being recorded?
3: Very cool.
2: Awesome! Very yeah. good. So she's actually seen a lot of these movies with us. We've dragged her to all year long. Yeah. And we're gonna go over some of our faves, and this is not necessarily any particular order. There's so much great horror came out this year. As you listening know, we were exposed to a new killer doll in Megan. At <laughs> the first part of this year, we ended up getting a new Scream sequel from Radio Silence that we ended up seeing in 4DX, which was so a, awesome. an incredible So awesome. That experience. was really fun. We got a new yeah. Haunted Mansion movie came out that people were waiting for forever, a new Insidious movie. And then in the indie film front, Joe Lynch's fantastic Suitable Flesh, Onyx the Fortuitous came out at the tail end of this year. We had Howl House Origins, Malum, a remake by the original director, Rob Savage's Boogeyman was in the theaters. God, it was so, so good. So many things to talk about. We're going to get to as much of it as we can. And I just wanted to start off with a couple cool things that we did this year. A couple horror related experiences here in the L.A. area that we loved. The first of which Scarlett was actually at with us. We're going to take you back to April of 2023 when we went and saw a live reading of Jennifer's body at the Wallace Theater.
1: Oh, yeah. Can you
2: believe that was April?
1: Oh, my god! It was like the
2: beginning of, you know, we're basically, we're coming up to April 2024, it seems, right? It's right wow. around the corner. We went and saw that April of 2023.
3: That was so fun. Yeah. Wow, that was amazing.
2: So it was run by a company called Film Independent that supports helping people get their films made and supporting diverse filmmaking. So they had Karin Kusama on this stage at the Wallace Theater and a group of people who were Reading the script from the movie live, which is something that none of us has ever have ever experienced before. And who was there, Scarlett? Do you remember?
3: I don't remember her name.
2: You don't remember her name? I got the names here. Dylan Minnette. Dylan Minnette was oh, there yeah. for 13 Reasons Why. Maj, I can't say her name. I can never pronounce her name. Majin Amick from Twin Peaks and Riverdale. Daryl McCormick from Bad Sisters. Ella Purnell is who you're thinking of. Oh, yeah. She was amazing. Yeah, She was awesome. Paul Shear and Rachel Sennett from Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. It blew me away. It was one of my favorite. I think it was my favorite thing that we did this year.
1: It was so cool to see Karen Kusama just directing these cast members in a different way.
2: Yeah, she directed them live. She directed the live reading. She was yeah. sitting there up on stage with them. They had a couple props, like a lamp, and just a couple different things. They had brought out a turkey.
3: Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Or Was she it a chicken? A rotisserie chicken? Yeah. chicken. He ate it on stage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rachel
2: said it ate it on stage. She was playing Jennifer Check. Yeah, and Diablo Cody was there. Yep. At the very beginning, and they introduced it. It was it was so so fun, and it was hilarious. Some, remember, there was a drunk lady who tried to attack <laughs> Dylan Minnette at the oh, end yeah. of the show. Oh, yeah.
3: And she then she fell. fell. Yeah. She <laughs> fell off the stage. <laughs> Embarrassing. Yeah,
1: that was incredible. Uh, yeah. That was the best part. That was a highlight of the evening. And, and yeah. I got a signed
2: poster afterwards.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right.
2: And we got to talk to Diablo for a little bit, and she actually, surprisingly, remembered Doing the show with us here in this she's room. She's
1: like all oh, those crazy people. Yeah,
2: She's probably like looking at us. Oh my God, they're coming. Uh, I don't want to talk to them. I don't want to talk to them.
1: <laughs> no, she's so nice. <laughs> she was
2: very, very nice. Greeted us with a big hug. And hopefully we're going to have her in very soon because we're going to talk about some of the movies that we're really excited about in 2024. And one of the big ones is going to be Lisa Frankenstein. But we'll get to that. We'll get to that in a bit. The other, uh, any other, Scarlett, did you have anything to say about that experience? That was I mean, you had just had you just gotten into Jennifer's body at that point or was it slightly before that? Or I think
3: it was slightly before that, but it was just nice to get more Jennifer's body because I had seen the movie quite a few times because I liked it so much. And just getting more content was really nice.
2: And that movie came out when you were born.
3: Yes. 2009.
1: 2009.
2: Wow. So many great movies came out that year, by the way. Was wasn't Scarlet? Year. Scarlet wasn't the only great release of 2009. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Another thing I wanted to talk about was a thing that Mom and I did. Scarlet. Okay. Was that Angel of Light? Oh yeah. That was around the Halloween season out here in LA, and it was in the downtown theater district at at a theater called the Los Angeles Theater, built in I think the early 1930s. And they had turned this thing into a fully immersive walkthrough experience. That was beautiful. Right? And it took us back to that era. And the storyline kind of followed. And I don't think I'm spoiling anything because I, I think they're not doing it again.
1: I like I'm As perfect.
2: far as I know, they're moving on to a different story? part of the story. Oh, okay. Kind of like how Ty West went from X you know, to Pearl, mm-hmm. then to Maxine. Mm-hmm. I think this goes to a new era. Okay. Got it. So in the Angel of Light, we were, we were taken back to the 1930s, and we were all there to see this singer who was in cohorts with the devil in some way. Yeah. It was a very cult-like atmosphere. And at the end of this crazy night of meeting all these insane characters and experiencing this beautiful theater, we were ushered into the performance of this singer. And it was this, I don't know, like avant garde satanic spectacle loud as hell. Bright, very bright. bright. I had the great idea of sitting up front. Yes, he did. I was like, we got to sit up front for this. This is awesome. And of course, we were right in front of giant white lights. And I yeah. literally could not see for a lot of it after I got shot with these lights. But it was so fun. It was worth seeing the, like, the flashes on the drive home.
1: And I made a friend. We made a friend because I was, oh, yeah. I'm was. i a little claustrophobic and I didn't want to go through the claustrophobic tunnel. Yeah, the one that where they black. stick those
2: like, yeah, the black garbage bag kind of things that you have to walk through and they pump air through them.
1: So they were nice enough to deflate it so me and this... Lady could walk through, and her group ditched her. Which I was like, "Way That's to go, so guys!" Mean. <laughs> yeah, they just <laughs> left her. Then she was like, "Can I tag along with you guys?" And that and she was super nice, and we had a great time.
2: Yeah, she's great. Like if you're gonna get paired with anyone in those things, that it's a stranger. It's always nice to be paired with someone who's not, you know, overly talkative <laughs> you know, she was just like even keeled like we are right yeah. she wasn't like oh everybody this is crazy right oh my gosh uh, let's do this i'm so drunk right now you know no it was nothing like that she was like hi what, you know my name's sarah or whatever you yeah. know we're like oh great and she was kind of scared and it, i felt like she was one of us yes and then we then she just left i don't know where she went after that yeah if they got her or what but yeah hopefully they're they're going to follow it up with their next thing. I think it did well. So this Halloween, we're looking forward to seeing possibly a sequel to that here That'd in the LA cool. area. And if you're listening and you're not in the LA area, so sorry to be talking about all this stuff that maybe you can't do not being here, but I know there's things that you've done where you are. DM us, let us know what you're excited about in 2023 and what's coming your way in 2024 as far as spooky events and excursions. We'd love to hear about it. Let's get into the films, shall we? We so many up. of them. So we'll go around the room and kind of we're, we're working off lists of top five that we kind of made. Not necessarily in any particular order. I think Scarlett put hers in some sort M- of...
3: Mine is in a,
2: yours is in a order. very strict right. order. So yeah. very specific order. So we'll start with Scarlett's number five of 2023. What you got?
3: Okay. So my number five is No One Will Save You.
2: Ooh, good yes. one.
3: It was really amazing because... Um, recently there's been a lot of alien and UFO news so that was it was topical
2: yeah yeah it came at a really good time like all the disclosure stuff was having the whistleblower David Grush and the hearings that were happening in front of Congress all kind of happened around the time of the release of this movie it couldn't have been planned better
3: and it was also really realistic to how I imagined aliens to be I definitely agree it follows a
1: lot of what has been put out there by certain whistleblowers yeah. and people in, heavily involved in UAPs because I listen to a lot of uh, podcasts. You have no idea. Yeah, Every time upset. I go out there, she's oh listening, God. right? Yes. <laughs> they yes. make fun of me. Yeah. I'll just randomly at like three in the morning, I'm like, what if this happened or what if that happened? It's, it's an issue. <laughs> But I love it. And so, yeah, I, I loved that movie so much. And the writer we had on.
2: Yeah. Brian Duffield, a director who also ended up, he was the guy who wrote another one of Scarlett's favorite movies. Oh, really? the, The Babysitter. Oh. Yeah. So he's responsible for that universe. So we were really excited that he was involved in this movie. We're actually very excited to talk to him. On behalf of this one. So he came in and, and was was telling us all about it. But yeah, the, the the score, the the way that you sound in this movie felt very alien. It was a guy named Joseph Trapanese who did the music for it. And it was a big part of the sound design. And it starred Caitlin Deaver, who barely spoke in the movie. Yeah. Which is very unique.
3: Yeah, very unique. It was very intense yeah. at some points. And it felt really real. As if it would happen to us. I know that Scarlett really enjoyed the clothes from this film. Oh, yeah, I did. I love the clothes. Did
2: did her character make her own clothes? Like, she was crafty, like an Etsy kind of person, right?
3: Yeah, I think she made her own dresses or something.
2: Yeah, I think you're right.
3: And I loved all of them. And her house is so cute. I love all her decorations and lights and
2: did she have miniatures yeah. and things? It wasn't that the thing. Yeah, that she had?
3: She, had, she collected little trinkets and stuff. Or, yeah, um, yeah.
2: That said, all that stuff said a lot, especially for a character who doesn't speak through it, and it's done that way because she's by herself. Yep. And so why would she necessarily just be talking to the camera? Yeah. You know, so it was realistic in that way, and it was you 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 were put right with her, which is great. I loved it. Yeah, it she, made it scarier.
1: They should have done like. A line at Free People. About yes. Oh my yeah. gosh! I
3: love Free People. I know,
2: <laughs> should have been like oh a team gosh. up, right? Yeah,
3: a collab. Kind of goes
2: with it, right? Oh, free, free the people. Yeah, the Free People. No, no one, one will save, save you. Us yeah, <laughs> save collection. collection. I like that the aliens look like how everybody says aliens look like, like the Greys. Yeah. yeah, I feel like we haven't seen a lot of movies featuring the Greys.
1: Yeah, they should be featured
2: more. And it was, yeah, it was. It made it all the more real. And hopefully, we don't get kidnapped by the Greys.
3: Yeah, I hope so. I hope not.
2: <laughs> Do you want to get kidnapped by the Greys, Lauren? I don't, at this point, no, are
3: you I sure? don't. I,
1: yeah, you guys, I don't. You listen to
2: it so much, though. Like you're listening, you're just diving into that so much, and you want to know so much the truth. If the Greys came down tonight and and stood in the bedroom, would you be happy? Scared? I'd be scared. Scared. But would you be happy a little bit too?
1: You'd get to know. Be, the I mean, yeah. I'd be. I'd be happy to know
2: some closure.
1: Um. But I'd be scared. Be like, what the hell? (laughs) Like, I want to know, like, at a distance. Like, I don't want to, like, if it's safe and, like, no one's going to hurt me. if it's secondhand
2: information or or a video or something or a picture.
1: Yeah, I mean, in the right circumstance, I would like to see an alien that is safe and is not going to hurt me or mess with me.
2: So, like, the government brings one out and they have it in some sort of restraint or something if it's no i don't want it to be you want it to be live like they hold its hand here you go
1: no but you don't don't want it coming
2: into your room
1: no i just want to be like walking the dog and there's one just like walking by and saying like hey
2: do you want that would you think you were crazy if you saw that and that that didn't exist in real life and that you're just like wow i listened to too much of these yeah i don't know i'd
3: believe you if you said that i'd be like (laughs) mom maybe you should go to bed Well, I would like try (laughs) to take my camera
1: out but like mostly I just want someone that I trust in that circle that knows certain information to just be like okay this is what's going on because there's just there's so many theories and you know everybody says they're here and then this interdimensional stuff that they're not coming from space they're just here with us like what does that all mean it keeps me up at night you know and that, like that there you know there's venusians and it it sounds all it sounds insane but when you really deep dive into it it just it kind of makes sense like I, i feel like there's no way we're like alone yeah there's no way we're alone It just makes no sense. It makes more sense that there's other life out
3: there.
2: Mm. And yeah, I agree. You were right. Brian Duffield did write it, by the way. Yes. Just did a quick little verification. All right. Anything else to add on that, Scarlett? I think
1: that's that's it.
2: That's good for her number five. Lauren, what do you got?
1: Okay, mine is in no specific order, but I really, really loved Totally Killer. Oh, oh my it, gosh. It was yes. so fun. Um, It was... Uh, it stars Kiernan Shipka, who I love. Olivia Holt. It was just. It was. T- it took place in the eighties. There was this amazing mask that Tony Gardner made, and it was so fun. And it was brutal too. The kills were. The kills insane. were bu- uh, brutal. Yeah. I didn't
2: expect that. As, as far as the the way the movie starts, the tone. I did not expect like when the first kill happens. I was like, whoa. Yeah, because they set it up. It seems like a totally different movie. I was like, this is just a fun, lighthearted spoof almost. Right. Because they were spoofing podcasting and true crime a little bit. And then that happens. And I was like, wow, this is this is a lot more intensive a ride than that. Like the people making this knew what they were doing. They were hardcore horror fans. Yes. So this was this was directed by Nanachka Khan. And as Lauren said, the, the cast was I mean, Julie Bowen was in it too, Liana little, liber, Liberato, and Lachlan Monroe, our favorite Canadian, who we've seen in everything, including Freddy versus Jason. You'd know him if you saw his face. Scarlett loved to Totally Kill Her yes, as well. That's on your list, so, right?
3: Yeah, it's my number four.
2: Wow, there you go. Yes. Okay, that makes sense. We could do your number four now.
3: It was super funny, and I love the actors in it. They're all familiar to me, and it was scary but funny the kills were incredible and it was really fun what do
2: you think of the 80s like when you saw the 80s did you get like the humor and funny things they were making fun of from the 80s or
3: i did a little bit from watching stranger things uh, yeah. and other films that took place in the 80s mm-hmm. and when oh wait
2: I what were you gonna say
3: no, it was a spoiler. Oh, you were going to do a spoiler? spoiler you were self-editing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, there's an element of time travel in the movie, if you if you haven't seen it, and they go back to the 80s. So I'm always interested in Scarlett's take of what that's like. I mean, I grew up in the 80s. Lauren, you were born in the 80s. You remember a lot of the 80s? You are really young in the 80s, right? Yeah. Do you remember much of it? I mean, you remember video stores and all that stuff, yeah, obviously. Yeah, That stuff was still going on. Gosh, when we started dating there were yeah. still video stores but yeah that, that that nostalgia i'm always curious to see that through Scarlett's eyes to see what she thinks but yeah stranger things exactly has yeah. like brought that more into the into the commonplace for sure yeah. totally killer i loved it it was it was one of the highlights of the year and also it's, there's kind of like a new genre that's been created. I don't know what to call it, but movies like Happy Death Day and Freaky. Freaky. And yeah, yeah, this. Those
3: are some of my favorites. Isn't Babysitter Killer Queen kind of like that?
2: I would say, yeah, it's in the same. It's got like that same tone of humor, right? It's almost like over the top. Yeah. It's like extreme humor mixed with extreme gore. And it's very intelligent. I don't know what. Call it really?
3: But, yeah, me too. But I love it so.
2: Um, and we we got one more like that for the holidays that snuck in at the end of the year with "It's a Wonderful Knife."
1: Yes, that was really great too. I love that one.
2: Put together by
1: Michael Kennedy. Michael Kennedy, who's awesome. Who we were supposed to have. By and that's right oh I, I was so bummed like it didn't work out he had to cancel
2: and then we had, had to, to cancel, cancel. And, and then I, I think we had to cancel again because we got sick yeah that was and then boom it's freaking christmas yeah so we love you michael kennedy if you happen to be listening we know you probably aren't and yeah. we really <laughs> want to have you by, and we can talk about that and of course freaky yes because you are a damn genius
1: that is for damn sure
2: all right. So that was your number five.
3: Yeah. What's your number five?
2: My number five is one that uh, this is what happens. Scarlett, we've talked about this before, how mom will recommend something, do a bunch of research <sighs> oh, and say, yeah. this is going to be great. I want I want to see this. And then she puts it on and then she falls right asleep.
3: Yep. That Gosh. happens.
2: She did that with what was the movie Movie that we saw? She did that with you and I. Was
3: the, menu. the Menu.
2: Yeah. I
3: love the menu. It was so great. I know. It was amazing. And she was asleep.
2: Within minutes.
3: Yeah. It didn't it, even it's like start. the it worst. The it's
2: like a
1: freaking curse. <laughs> I shouldn't like get excited about a film because I'm like, oh, I really want to watch this. I think it's going to be really good. Let's watch this. And every time I set it up like that.
2: Instant sleep.
1: I just like...
3: I fall asleep literally like in the as
2: Scarlett said in the title credits, yeah. she's out.
3: Uh-huh. Well, sometimes, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for recommending. It was great.
2: Yeah, it was awesome. Sometimes like I'll I'll do. Hey, do, I, do you need to get a back massage or something during <laughs> it to keep her up? Right. Just did some. Uh, what is it called? Some just a stimulation. Yeah. Sometimes that works.
1: Yeah. Sometimes it does. See,
2: to me, if you did that, I'd fall asleep if you gave me the massage during the movie.
3: Yeah, that's that put me to sleep. Yeah, yeah. put
2: to sleep. But yeah, so the uh, the menu. I don't think menu was twenty. I think that was twenty twenty two. Yeah, but what she did with this this year, she did two, and <laughs> uh, I think both are on my. No, one's not uh, on on my top five. Not because I didn't love it. I just it didn't make it on the top five on my little list here. It was sick. By uh, written by Kevin Williamson, directed by John Hyams, which was oh, my God, one of the coolest slashers I've ever honestly seen. And it takes pl- took place during the uh, during the early era of lockdowns and covid, which is a really interesting kind of contrast and a great time, like a, a great background for a crazy slasher movie because everything was intense at the time. I don't think the world's ever uh, felt like the world's never been in a more intense time during our lifetime than than there like such a scary time already. And then you throw a slasher into it. Oh my gosh. It was so good, but strong recommend sick. But my number five is going to be cobweb, which Lauren recommended Scarlett, Scarlet. I don't think you saw it. No, either. I it. Yeah. I think you were, you were in bed by then. Let's just say first things first produced by Roy Lee.
1: Oh, genius.
2: Right behind barbarian and tons of others late night with the devil coming out this year. David Dasmolch and, just picked up by IFC, so we're looking forward to that. And Seth Rogen.
1: What? Yeah. I didn't even know mm-hmm. that.
2: He's part of the production. Sam Bowden directed. It stars Lily Kaplan, Anthony Starr, Woody Norman. And its story is very simple. It's it's even not that long a movie. A young boy is kept up every night by a noise in his wall. The twists for this are astonishing. There's one sequence in particular That is the scariest of the year. If you've seen the movie, you'll know what I'm talking about. It's this one particular sequence. It is chilling. When I saw it, I was like, "All right, that was it." I made made up my mind about that movie right then and there. It is one of the coolest movies of the year. Cobweb. I recommend it to both of
1: you.
3: I will watch it.
2: You'll watch. I know you will. She'll fall asleep. You'll watch it. Thanks. I'm
1: (laughs) definitely gonna watch it.
2: Cobweb. All right, going to number four with Scarlet. We already covered it totally oh, yeah. killer. Do we go to her number 3, do we just go to you Lauren for your number 4?
3: Uh, we can go to her number 3.
2: All right, we'll go crazy out of order here with Scarlett's number 3. What do you got?
3: Okay. So for my number 3, I have Evil Dead Rise.
2: Oh, I... yes.
3: <laughs> I yeah. saw it in a theater. I pick which made the experience just fantastic. Um it was terrifying. The sound was really loud, and it made it even more scary, and just the opening scene is amazing, and I love all the Evil Dead movies, 2013, that was another great one. That's one of your favorites, yes. yeah. And the jump scares were really intense, and it was a super dark movie. It was great.
2: What do you think, do you, do you like the other Evil Dead's Like Evil Dead 1 and 2, who you've seen with Bruce Campbell, Ash, Goes in the Cabin, those older movies. What do you think of those compared to the completely different tone that we get on Evil Dead 2013 and Evil Dead Rise? Is there one that you prefer?
3: I prefer the newer ones because I've, I watched those, I think, before I saw some of the old ones Mm -hmm. and going back, it was just not as scary as the newer ones because I'm used to the newer editing and effects and everything being really real. And I still appreciate them because I know they started the newer ones, but I do prefer the 2013 and evil dead rise.
2: Fair enough. Fair enough. And evil dead rise definitely takes, takes on like it's, it's, it takes what Fetty Alvarez did and continues along that trajectory versus more of the Bruce Campbell, sense of humor that a lot of the Evil Dead films had. This this had a little bit of sense of humor, but it was more in the dark. Yeah. It wasn't completely as dark as Fetty Alvarez is, yes. but it was still along that line. And I got to say, you're right about that opening sequence, the title sequence, and I've said this before, to me is the best title sequence in anything I've ever seen. Not just this year. That would be, and you've seen it on, I think it's in the trailers, uh, some promotional artwork as well. That's the woman floating on the lake with Evil Dead Rise. The title rises out of the lake. And I remember seeing that at a screening and the breath like the oxygen was sucked out of my body when I saw that. And it was just glorious. Yeah. Right after the cold open. And I remember taking you guys that I picked, this was the second time we saw it. Your first, Scarlet and yes. Everett, our son. And he sunk in his chair when this was happening. As the titles were rising, he was sinking in his chair and he was just like, oh my God. It was like a a thousand pound gorilla was like going on top of him or something. And he was just like overwhelmed by the power of this this title sequence and the, the terror and the and it, sound and the sound. And it was the just sound. like I looked at him. I was like, yes. And he was like, this is the scariest thing I've ever yeah. seen. And oh, all and the popcorn was the best we've ever had. And it was just a <laughs> glorious night. Evil Dead Rise. Wow. And oh, God, the performance by the mom who was played by Alyssa Sutherland. Ellie, the name of the mom. Mommy's with the maggots now. I can't I think know, of a yeah, more that ma- line. right? It's like a, <laughs> out of all the lines spoken in horror this year that's got to be the the, that's the, the button, best one, right? Yes. Yeah. Mommy's with the maggots now. We have a classic line now. Amazing. So damn good. Fifth in the series record-breaking performance at the box office beat all of them as far as box office sales goes and what are we gonna do? Are we get what's gonna happen now, right? There's so many different ways this could go. Does Lee Cronin do a follow-up? Does somebody like a Danny and Michael Philippu take over and do their take? Does a Rob Savage do his take? All these filmmakers have been filmmakers who have been seen meeting with Sam Raimi in the trades and whatnot, right? I
1: would see. I would love to see like so many people take a stab. Uh, like an Evil Dead movie, like <sighs> Joseph and Vanessa Winter, mm. uh, like they would make an incredible yes. Evil Dead.
2: They would.
1: So would David Yarvesky. Yes. Like, or Mike Flanagan. I mean, any of these people would make an incredible Evil Dead film.
2: And that's what's great about that franchise, I think, and also Sam and Ghost House Pictures and they're not afraid of that exploration and passing Mm -hmm. off this very sacred franchise to filmmakers, to do their own thing with it, which you don't really see that often. And it's exciting. And, and, and they have that keen instinct of picking the exact right people for the job. And by, you know, stepping back enough to really let their creativity shine and really make it their own thing. And, I hope we get to see some more Evil Dead content in 2025. I mean, I mean, 2024. We'll probably end up seeing it in 2025. I'm sure the Hopefully. news of, yeah, the news of what's going to happen. Will probably, Unless they're working on something that we don't know about. That's possible. Which could be, it could be possible. But I predict some news will happen in 2024 about a new Evil Dead film. and We won't see it until 2025. That's what I think. Okay. Anything else to add on Evil Dead Rise? Nope. So that was your number three. We'll go to Lauren's number four.
1: Would be Thanksgiving.
2: Yes.
0: Eli Eli Roth Roth just
1: knocked it out of the park. I think I liked Thanksgiving more than everybody at this. Not to say that you guys didn't like it. Oh, I liked it. You guys loved it. it. Yes. But I really loved it. And I got to see it before the two of you.
3: Mm -hmm. And then I made you guys see it. We saw it the day after Thanksgiving, I think, right? I think you're right. Yeah. Didn't I? No, we no, did. Me and oh, you Scarlet did. Went and saw we it saw it before, Leo yeah. and I did. Yeah,
2: you and Leo went and saw it before.
3: Um
1: I just I've been waiting for this film since that trailer. In Grindhouse. Yes, there's a trailer. I'm sure you know this, listening, but there's a trailer in the Grindhouse movie and Eli Roth put it together and it looked incredible, like the greatest movie ever, and I want I was so mad that it wasn't actually a movie. <laughs> and so when I heard that he was actually making that movie based on the trailer that I saw, I got so excited. It's not exactly the same, but it has a similar feel. There were some aspects of that trailer In the film.
2: Yeah, they put a lot of Easter eggs and things. Yeah. Yeah, some moments, some exact moments.
1: Yes, and I'm just like, I don't think there's enough horror Thanksgiving movies, and I like that this is something that I can watch around Thanksgiving that's solid, that just gets me in the mood for the holidays, even though it's a total slasher. VIP fan auctions did some crazy auction, and I won nothing. Just so you know, things everybody. were going
2: for a ridiculous prices, though.
1: Like anything I wanted was insane.
2: Like, didn't didn't one of the masks, uh, a lot with the mask and axe, someone for like twenty grand or something? Yeah, like was, I'm not kidding. Like it was crazy.
1: Yeah, I was not thankful for that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> What's the name of the killer? I was looking it up again. Is it Cox, Carver or something? John right? Carver. John Carver. That's it. That's it. You beat me yes. to it. John Carver. So it gave us gave us this Thanksgiving slasher villain.
1: And now they're going to make a second, <sighs> which makes me so happy because I wonder what's going to happen in the second.
2: Yeah. The first one had some great twists in it and uh, oh, yeah. obviously amazing kills. Like, that's the thing. And yep. I've said this before again, like the Terrifier movies kind of opened up the slasher world to let's go as crazy as we want on screen. The bloodier, the more insane kills, the better. This is in that spirit of those movies. Yeah,
1: they were very inventive. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they made me, like, squeam. Like, uh, like, what are you
3: doing? In
2: the theater,
3: weren't people freaking out? Yes. They were like, oh. Yeah,
2: people were, like, laughing through the movie. But then yeah. when things got really crazy, silence. And then, like, you and I are the only ones laughing.
3: Yeah. Like, there's horrible <laughs> no, like, things what? happening on
2: screen. Uh, yeah, it was so fun.
1: Yeah, it was it was a good time.
2: Thanksgiving. And 2007 was when Grindhouse came out when that fake trailer was put on. Scarlett, you haven't seen Grindhouse yet, have you? No. That's so fun. I can't wait for you to see that. That's two movies back-to-back, Robert Rodriguez, Quentin Tarantino, two masters, each did their own throwback 70s horror movie and recreated what it would be like to be in the theater in the 70s and watch... A back-to-back grindhouse movie experience. So there's fake trailers in the middle, some of which got turned into real films like Machete and uh, now Thanksgiving. There's another one. Edgar Wright did one of the trailers too. Don't. Don't. Are we? Is it rumors? Are we going to see a don't? Oh, I would love a don't. With the success of Thanksgiving, I'm really hoping Edgar's got a don't in him. He's got it right. By the way, this year we also got the Scott Pilgrim uh, animated series.
3: Oh yeah, by Edgar Wright, right? Yes.
2: Which you saw. I think you saw Scott Pilgrim for the first time this year.
3: Yes. I love Scott Pilgrim. It's
2: great. And you got into the comic books too. So we still have to catch up with that series. But the clips I've seen and little things I've seen is astounding. Anyway, anything else on Thanksgiving?
1: I'm just thankful. You're thankful for Thanksgiving.
2: Okay. uh, I'm going to go to my number four. And I know this is going to be... Scarlett's got a lot to say about this too. My number four would be The Wrath of Becky.
3: (gasps) Oh my gosh, I love that one.
2: Where does that sit on your list?
3: That was my number two.
2: Whoa. Yes. So actually, this kind of goes well, right? So you did your number three, and now number two is your Wrath of Becky. My number four, again, not in any particular order as far as I'm concerned for my list. This is the sequel to 2020's Becky. Starring Lulu Wilson This one helmed by A spectacular pair Of directors Husband and wife Matt Angel And Suzanne Coot Who we got to meet And do an interview with In an episode Of the Boo Crew And they were just The coolest Freaking people Mm -hmm. I want to be their best friends I want them to come over I want to do barbecue With them Whatever And uh A a penultimate 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 Is that how you say it? Penultimate (laughs) Penultimate
3: Penultimate (laughs) Penultimate (laughs)
2: An outstanding performance. I'm just trying to think of a word instead of outstanding. Watch your
1: outstanding.
2: Yes. I got to watch my outstanding. But it was. It was an outstanding performance by Sean William Scott from American Pie, right? The American Pie movies. You've never seen Sean William Scott quite like this. And he was scary as hell and I loved it the visual aesthetic of the film was uh, intoxicating the pace was wild it was very much in the line of Scott Pilgrim versus yeah. the world that kind of quick comic book style editing and presentation and revenge movies are just cathartic and awesome I, I'm, I'm there for it Scarlett what did you think Becky your number three my number four what did you think
3: it was just super fun and exciting I was never bored for one second and it was so creative, all the things that Becky does to the bad guys um, throughout the movie. And I've watched it, I think, twice. And I loved the first one. And when I found out there was going to be another one, I was so excited. And I waited until it was out to watch streaming. And I was really upset that you guys got to see it before me. <laughs> But the time came, and it was great.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Her outfit, right?
3: Oh, yeah, the hat.
2: And that orange, the the jumpsuit.
3: Oh, yeah. We got to see that crazy
2: jumpsuit in this one. Yes. We got to own that jumpsuit one day.
1: Yeah, Scarlett wanted to be Becky for For Halloween, Halloween. but was afraid nobody would know who she was.
2: That's one of those costumes where if, if the person who did know who you were saw it, They'd think you were just the coolest person in the world, right? Yeah, That's one of those things. I
3: mean, maybe next year.
1: Hey,
2: there or you like
3: go. at
1: Monster Palooza, if you wore that, people would. Watch yes, that. I should do that. then. Yeah,
2: you should do it. We'll be there in April, Monster Palooza this year.
1: Yes, we will be a nice there. Nice
2: big old booth. We can't wait. And I gotta apologize. I used the word penultim- penultimate totally wrong, and it serves me right because I can't even say it. Penultimate actually means last but one in a series of things, the second last. The penultimate chapter of the book. So penultimate, it was the complete wrong word to describe Sean Williams' Look, Scott performance. We are doing so so outstanding <laughs> is actually outstanding. the we are correct. doing you
1: a service yeah. by educating yes. you, or maybe you probably already yeah, knew. Yeah,
2: definitely, probably already knew it because I'm an idiot. Me. Yeah, there you go. There you go. The Boo Crew will be right.
1: back
0: whenever the moon is full it's out there in the shadows in the fog watching and waiting to strike now from the master of mystery and suspense stephen king's silver bullet the last glimmering hope stephen king's silver bullet from paramount pictures rated r under 17 not admitted without parent
2: So, so Scarlett's number three, my no, was, number one. That was
3: my number two.
2: That was, oh, now your number two. That's right. That's right. That's right. Okay. So but wait, does that mean- all I
3: have left is my number one.
2: Is that it now? You've done all your-
3: Yeah. Okay. you guys mentioned, I think, a lot of them.
2: All right. Well, let's let's go to your number one. I think I know okay. what it is. You yes. tell me what it is.
3: My number one was just a beautiful and unique story, and I loved it, and it is- Talk to Me. Woohoo! Yes! Yes. That was my favorite. It was unlike any other movie that I've seen this year. And it was really fun yet terrifying. The acting was phenomenal and I loved it.
2: Sophie Wilde, Joe Bird, two of the main stars of this film. I can't say enough good things about them great things are coming the way i know they're being cast as we speak in in tons of exciting projects yeah danny and michael Philippu are Genius. geniuses yeah they really are creative geniuses and i gotta admit you know these guys had their start on youtube hilarious comedic youtube filmmakers crazy stunts you'd think that meeting people like that, they'd be like off the handle, that they'd be out of control, maybe a little sarcastic in person. No, they are the most passionate, down to earth, intelligent and talented people I think we've ever met. They couldn't be more kind and couldn't have more heart. And if you want to go online and you can watch a lot of the behind the scenes, things that were happening while they were making the film because they documented all of it. And they also documented the, the journey of the success of the film when they found out they were accepted into oh, Sundance. Yeah, I saw and that. It's so, it's so emotional. Yes, it's so sweet. It's so sweet. They have so much heart. Like, you watch it and you, you will cry. I almost cried when they were doing the presentation when we took Scarlett to see.
1: Yeah, you. and their dad was there. Their dad oh, was there. yeah. Ugh. So
2: nice. Yeah, they are just the coolest and I'm so happy for them on the the well-deserved success of talk to me because it just exploded. It did so well. And they gave us a new iconic prop that that we don't have, that we don't have, but they made replicas of it. Right. 24 was selling it. The hand with all the writing tattoos or whatever, scrolled all over it. A really unique way of bringing just a new spin on a possession movie. That we haven't really seen before, and I don't know. There was not well. I was just banging my mic. Not enough good things to say about um, about talk to me, and I can't wait to see what they do next. Because you know, as soon as they came to town, I remember when they were doing our show. They were having interviews and dinners with like the best of the best. Right, everyone from Sam Raimi to Jordan Peele. Everybody wanted to meet them, and I'm sure discuss what they could possibly work on and and collaborate with in the future.
1: I I love that they made their version. That someone else wanted to change their version and they were like, no, we're going to do it on our own the way we want it, the cast that we want. And they took over total control and made the movie that they envisioned. Mm -hmm. And they didn't let money get in the way or compromise their talent and it's just it's such a beautiful film
2: yeah they didn't yeah they didn't care about any of that stuff they just cared about doing a great movie and honoring that story idea exactly That they came up with themselves
1: and look where it got them yeah it's just such a good story yeah
2: it's an amazing an amazing story like their journey is a great story let alone the film is an incredible story as well and just had some horrifying moments some of which, uh, some of which to describe them would be spoilers. Yes. Yeah. If you haven't seen the movie, definitely experience it. You have to watch Yeah, it. you will know the moments that we're talking about. Uh, yeah, it's uh, changed the game in 2023 and their names will be spoken on this show and on many other horror podcasts and they've engraved themselves into horror history to come. That's for sure. A, a new modern classic. All right. So that was which, uh, whose was that?
3: That was my number one. That
2: was your number one. Lauren, we're going to go to your... So,
1: Talk to Me is also, was also on my list. Yeah, <laughs> um, But I also have a Knock at the Cabin. That
2: was what I was going to say
3: next. Ah, So we can talk a together. Knock at the
2: Cabin. Scarlett, at I have
3: uh, not seen it.
2: Scarlett has not seen I it. I
3: wanted to see it, but I forgot what happened.
2: Yeah, I forget what happened Did too. Did you guys
3: but- go to a screener for it?
2: We yeah, did, we did. Didn't we got lost. We got lost at Universal Studios trying to see the screener and actually ended up making it like right at the beginning, right? Yep. Yeah, Scar like Scarlet, what was the first M Night Shyamalan thing you've seen? Maybe you've only seen one. The visit? Yeah, I think did, the The Visit.
3: The Visit was great.
2: Yeah, and that he did that one. M Night Shyamalan oh, did really? the visit. Yeah.
3: I bet all of the love-
2: Yes, I think because he's known for doing, you know, the the twist in the visit. Yeah, right? he's known it's for doing these twists. That's yeah. what he's famous for. These crazy flip it on its head twists. The M. Night Shyamalan.
1: Twist. And that's who did Servant. Yes. We were telling her to watch. So oh, I'm yeah. Sure. The oh,
2: yes. Servant TV show, which were, as far as things to look forward to this coming year, he's got another I think there's another TV show or film. Oh wow! What are we looking at here? We'll talk about it in a second. It's on my notes.
3: I have a lot
1: to catch up on.
2: Yeah, yeah I haven't
1: seen. You haven't seen Signs yet either. I Ugh. have not. Signs is so. Oh, good. speaking
2: of aliens, my gosh. Yeah. Oh yeah, he does. He's got a movie coming out, Trap, starring Josh Hartnett. Ah. But oh, I feel like we haven't seen it in a little while on the big screen. Maybe I'm wrong.
1: No, not that I know of.
2: Yeah. And it takes place at a concert. Ooh, interesting! Yeah, and we're going to see it. I think August second is its release date, but that's oh. something to look forward to in twenty twenty four, as it were. All right, Knock at the Cabin. So this is based on Paul Tremblay's book, The Cabin at the End of the World. What did you like about Knock at the Cabin? What stood out to you?
1: The tension.
2: That was an amazing experience as far as attention goes. Yes.
1: I just, the whole time I was at the edge of my seat going, oh my gosh, what is going to happen next?
2: And it pulls you in right at the beginning with that powerful performance by Dave Bautista.
1: Yes, your co-star. With that little kid. That's the first thing we see.
2: And it's just like, what? It's so sinister. Yeah. And you're just, it grabs you by the throat as soon as this starts and it does not let go. It feels like it gets tightened around your neck Uh for the whole movie and it just it takes you on a journey that you won't expect and I love that about it M. Night
1: yeah and it's like I didn't know who to believe Yes. Like I kept being deceived. And I'm like, wait, is it? No, no. It's like a
2: magic trick. It's like watching a magic trick.
1: It was like ping pong, like back and forth. Oh, I'm with these people. No, I don't think so. I'm with the. And yeah, it was crazy.
2: It's so fun, Scarlett. You're going to really love it.
1: And Rupert Grint was amazing. Yes. Oh, he was in it? Uh, Yes. So
2: good. We got to to talk to him for the movie. We got to talk to M. Knight and Rupert Grint.
3: Yeah. I can't believe I haven't seen it yet.
2: Yeah, it is great. It's a classic. Dave Bautista, yes, my co star from Stuber. Stuber. <laughs> where, oh, yeah. where I played a radio DJ in the Uber. That's right. My only film credit to date. And it'll probably never again happen. Change. <laughs> <laughs> but it was fun. I got to do it from this room. It
1: was wild. Wow. got
2: to be a DJ. I was like, hey, the weather outside is 78 degrees. Uh, something yeah. like that. It was cool. Yeah. See Stuber.
1: Yeah, go watch it. <laughs> And knock and at the cabin.
2: Yes, knock at the cabin. Had to. Yes. I, I was, I, I'm, yeah, I was, I'm glad you mentioned that actually because I was excited to talk about that. Yes. All right. So now, now it goes to my number one, I guess, right? That was your number two? Or was that your number three? What was that? Uh,
1: that was number two.
2: Okay. So my number one, we've already talked about Evil Dead Rise for me was one of the best films of the year, one of the best films in a long time. Honestly loved it. Lee Cronin is a god. All right, so that fi- that fixes your. You're done with your list.
3: Yeah, I finished my list.
2: Okay, you finished your list. Lauren, you're done with your list. I. I you're number one.
3: Yes. Wait, did you? Well, is your list done?
2: My list is done. I think it's done. Yeah. Really? I got uh, Knock at the Cabin, Evil Did Rise, Wrath of Becky, Talk to Me, Cobweb. Yeah, that's five.
1: Okay, I mean, these are not in any specific. Order, right. Well, there's I so guess.
2: many other movies that we could talk about that came out this year. And I'll list a bunch of them in a bit, but anyway.
1: So I really enjoyed The Nun Too.
2: Also on my list. Michael Schaw's The Nun Too. Bonnie Aaron's.
1: Was incredible.
2: Thaisa Farmiga, one I of Scarlet's. Thaisa fave.
1: Farmiga. Yeah, it it was just I liked it so much. And I was so On the edge of my seat, again, just like, what's going to happen? I liked... It was very different than the first one.
2: I feel like we got to see a lot more Bonnie Aarons in this one.
1: We did. And I liked the stunts that were in this film. And the sets. And, I mean, you just can't go wrong with Safar Miga and Bonnie Aarons. They just... And, and the guy, the Frenchman. Yes, um,
2: Frenchie. I, I, the, the name of him escapes me right now. Name of the actor escapes. You can look him up while I talked to Scarlett about Thaisa Farmiga, one of your favorites. What oh, did and
1: f- Storm Reed was in it, and she was amazing. Oh, yeah. Uh, she played like this rebel And is it Jonas Laquette?
2: Laquette, I think that's him. Yes, yes, yes.
1: Yes, he was also incredible. And... I think that Jade keeps texting me because they're through her iPad and put a crack in it. What? There's just like, they've been fighting. In her new iPad?
2: No.
3: Yeah. So. Ugh. I knew it. She doesn't have a case and she lets it like sit around.
2: Yeah. Ugh. Does Sorry. it really have a crack? Looking like an honest to crack? They always
3: say there's a crack. Like was yeah, say, there's has, a crack on yeah, my iPad. That gets and then then a lot nothing. of attention around yeah. here.
2: I don't, I don't know if it's a real crack.
1: Everett's like, hey Jade, put a crack in Thayer's iPad. By it was ever if act. it was ever, then it's a lie.
2: Wait, he put a crack in Thayer's iPad?
1: I don't know. She says Thayer made a crazy crack in my iPad. Dent. When Ugh. are you coming? This-
2: this why they should go to bed. Oh my God!
3: Wait, are we? We're not. Are we recording? Still? Yeah, we're okay. still recording. Oh, yeah. Can you we're ask still... me about?
2: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I just wanted to ask uh, Scarlett about her love of Thaisa Farmiga. Scarlett, where did you first see Thaisa Farmiga that you remember?
3: I first saw her in American Horror Story season one, Murder House,
2: which is very extreme. It I didn't is, even know you were watching because we didn't know you were watching. No, but watching
3: it. I, I asked you that. I asked you. If you, you could said, watch it, yeah, but you we never said, yeah. watched we it. We never saw it, so I don't and, know what you're.
2: Then later, you showed it to me. I was like, "Holy crap! Well, what did skipped, we let you watch?" I skipped
3: a lot of it. Okay, I skipped a lot of it, but That's I also the very liked trusting her, of us. I liked her in Coven too, which is one of the other seasons. And how many all of these? American, how
2: many of these have you seen? The series you've seen everyone?
3: No, just two. Okay, or three.
2: Oh, Asylum, Asylum yeah. Asylum,
3: yeah. But she's an incredible actor, and yeah, that's where I first saw her. Did
2: yeah. you ever see The Nun, The First Nun, yet?
3: I think so. I think you showed me.
2: Oh, I think we started, but we never finished. It's really, really good. Yeah, tell But from what, what I saw...
3: She was great in The Nun.
2: Well, you're going to love The Nun too then.
3: I, I, I started The Nun too. Yeah? But then I realized I didn't finish the, the first one. Oh, so, so wanted then to then go I, yeah. back
2: and yeah, be a completist. Yeah.
3: I,
1: get it. Totally I get loved it. that it was filmed in an actual abandoned church, which is really cool. And there's a mid-credit scene that is also worth noting yes. in this film.
2: Very fun.
1: That... Makes you can, probably, you can probably
2: guess what we're talking about. Yes,
1: yes, yes. I liked that. I liked, I was very sad that Bonnie couldn't come.
2: Yes, because this was, this was during the strike.
1: Yeah. So,
2: so no actors could really be able to do publicity or anything for it. So a lot of writer directors were doing interviews and crew members, but Bonnie wasn't able to do, finally get out and do publicity for the nun, which. There was a big gap between the nun and the nun too. That made me. That made me very sad.
1: Yeah, because she did such a great such job. Such a
2: great job. Was, she really. It would have been really great to have. Be able to have her kind of experience the, the bravado. Yeah, it. the yeah. excitement. Yeah. and
1: you know, but hopefully there'll be a nun three.
2: I think so. the The movie did really well, and. Yeah, I mean they could take that story and keep going with it for sure. They should. So let's let's hope for a none 3 I, I think it's uh, inevitable, actually. Okay, so that that finishes your list, right?
1: Yeah that that I mean there's also other movies I love that are not on this. List.
2: Yeah, I mean a lot of them came out. We'll I'll riff through a couple of them. Saw X, which we actually didn't see. No, I don't know how we missed it, but we're going to see it. I'm sure it's I hear it's amazing. I can't wait to see it. For some reason, we just. We just didn't yeah. catch it this year.
3: We were going to watch it last year. We were going to watch it last year. It was night. really late and it was two I hours. I think it was two hours, yeah.
2: Yeah. Bo was Afraid at 824. Yes. Um, I really interested in seeing that. It was another one we never got a chance to see.
1: VHS 85. Oh, yes. VHS 85 that came out. That was on my like list, like on a tie. Yeah.
2: Yes. So fun. It was so Every single VHS good. movie knocks it out of the park.
1: They always do such an incredible job.
2: Yeah, and we're gonna see VHS in space apparently in two thousand twenty four. So cool! So It'll be very fun. Uh, all the other movies that came out, uh, it lives inside Bishal oh, Dutta's feature debut. That was Lauren and I got to present really it and great. do an interview with Bishop at uh, at a premiere screening. Really, really amazing! You got to check it out. Incredible sound design, beautiful score. Go and dig that out. Uh, I mentioned sick. Mal and Pet Cemetery bloodlines. We got to see Natalie Allen Lind, our friend in that film, get covered in mud and all sorts of gore, which was <laughs> which was an awesome time. The Boogeyman, Rob Savage's Boogeyman, David Dasmolich, we talked about that a little bit at the beginning, Haunted Mansion, Suitable Flesh, Insidious, The Red Door, Patrick Wilson directed oh. the fifth installment of the Insidious franchise.
1: That was great, too. I was
2: crying during most of it. Uh, it hit me in a certain <laughs> way. It's about a, a dad and father-son uh, relationship, so it, it really hit hard uh, to me in that department. It had a lot to say about that and was very moving. It was a beautiful movie. I thought it was uh, a highlight of the year for sure
1: when evil lurks came out a lot of people a lot love of people loved evil evil lurks evil lurks
2: yep yep uh scream six six right scream yeah. six yep. yes radio silence we finally got to see their version of scream it was awesome we
3: saw that regal right yes the, the f- moving seats 40x yeah that was great they
2: could have showed anything on that screen i would have loved it yeah samara weaving great appearance uh,
3: Yes.
1: The
2: great Samara Weaving. She's amazing. But yeah, 40X the seats are rigged to move and spray you with blood, a.k.a. water.
3: If you're sitting in the right seat. If
2: you're sitting in the right seat. Mine is usually broken, so I usually miss the water. I get the water. You get the water? I missed the water completely during the Indiana Jones. You did? one that we saw, I didn't get any water. Yeah, I didn't get any water. Not even a spritz. The seats yeah, were moving, a little. My seats were moving in Indiana Jones. Oh,
3: like, yeah. It that was like stopped. a roller coaster.
2: That was more crazy than the Indiana Jones ride at Disneyland.
3: Yes, yeah, I it, agree.
2: It was intense. And I remember when we first got, we got in late, and the seats were going crazy. Oh, yeah. Like, even and to our get,
3: popcorn is flying everywhere. Yeah.
2: Even to get on the seats, like getting on a, a, buck, a bucking Bronco. <laughs> yeah. It was crazy. Uh, let's see what else here. Okay.
1: Why didn't... I didn't see it, but you guys both didn't. Godzilla, Me- yeah, mentioned Godzilla. Oh, yeah. We, yeah. I, I was about
3: we forgot to, to mention it. Yes, I was about Got, to mention it. we
2: had just see, we just saw it.
3: We just did. I mean, I don't know if that. I think it's horror.
2: Yes, for sure, it's considered horror. Yeah. Giant monsters. Yes,
3: the story was really deep and meaningful, which I did not expect going into the movie.
2: Because you're around, your little brother loves Godzilla. Yeah, movies, so they're always on.
3: Yeah, they are. Like and King of the
2: Monsters, all that yeah. stuff. Yeah.
3: Yeah, it was way better than I thought it was going to be. And now I understand how Godzilla is.
2: It was Yeah, it almost operated like a prequel, I think, to some of the, the newer Godzilla films. I thought Godzilla looked fantastic in this. And it was really interesting to see kind of an intimate Godzilla movie. We got to see a sm- kind of a small group of people, a smaller group of people and a real focus on their internal struggles and stories going all the way back to the 1940s and almost like them versus Godzilla. There was moments of this movie that felt like a Halloween film, yeah. like Godzilla being Michael Myers and him stalking like a small group of people, which yeah. is really interesting to see yeah, cause that. Cause
1: it usually hits the crowds of people yeah. running away. Usually
2: it's so bombastic and, and huge. Bang. And this was like,
3: you it care was, for them.
2: Yeah, you care, you cared for them because they spent so much time on this small group of people that were facing Godzilla. And to do that still be this big spectacle, but to maintain that sense of intimacy is something I haven't seen in a Godzilla film. It was really refreshing and very compelling. I mean, it's a beautiful movie and Godzilla looked fantastic. A lot of this looked like practical effects to me, which was another feat. Wow. Yeah
1: i'm i'm bummed i stayed with the littles
2: well you'll you'll get your chance i'm sure but
1: uh i'm gonna see it because y'all made me very excited to uh check it out
2: and megan obviously with the killer doll we got this new iconic character
1: so
3: fun
2: yeah and i'm really wanting one of those life-size ones oh yeah the, the statues
3: remember the halloween horror Nights show they did with megan Oh, yeah. We went in that thing and they all started dancing. <laughs> yeah, like that was really fifteen
2: fun. Megan's dancing yeah. on stage. That crazy dance.
3: And my sister Jade loved the movie and she is learning the dance. Or did she already learn the dance? She's learning it. She Doesn't she to- want to do it for the talent show? At yeah, school? she does. Yeah. <laughs> I
1: was like, okay.
3: Yeah. Um, That's
1: a thing,
2: right? Like, dan- like TikTok horror moments, right? Like Wednesday yeah. had her moment with her but dance. Naf did. FNAF Five had a Nights dance? They had no, a dance? No, not
3: a dance, oh. but it was popular on TikTok for that age group okay. as well. yeah. Like, some of the younger kids are gravitating towards more horror now because of the games and wherever it's advertised, and Five Nights at Freddy's is a game, and that made a lot of kids really excited about it. Right.
2: And that did phenomenal yeah. as well. And our, our buddies, the Newton Brothers, doing the score- For Five Nights at Freddy The Newton Brothers had an awesome 2023 by the way Not only did they score Five Nights at Freddy But The Fall of the House of Usher
1: So good One of the best TV
2: shows ever And killed in 2023 Obviously A Mike Flanagan production such a joy. We are so lucky to have that guy creating out there for us and his whole cast of incredible performers. And it was great to have them all back. And it was like the Avengers assemble, right? Every time that he puts out a project, it's like the Avengers assemble. It's always going to be amazing. It's so fun watching them play off each other. But yeah, Newton brothers did that. Waco, the aftermath in 2023, five nights at Freddy's Goosebumps series. They were very busy. They, they were the soundtrack of 2023 and, they're just working on more and more stuff every day. It seems they are the people to go to for horror now. So I'm so happy for them for that. Yeah. But uh well, what were we saying? Oh yeah, yeah. And then uh, Megan, the the TikTok, the dance. Oh right, yeah, yeah. Thing, right. And Huge. The Wednesday, this year. as
3: you were saying. Yeah.
2: Wednesday, 2022. Is that? Yeah. I'm, I'm trying I to think. think. So. two years ago was it 2020? We're supposed to see a Wednesday follow-up too. Yeah.
1: Right? I don't I'm know if it's for slated that.
2: for this year. Or I what? think
1: everything's behind because of the
2: strike. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Oh. Yeah.
2: Well, I think that's kind of it for the, oh, Satanic Hispanics, another great indie film that That came out at the end of this year. Uh, There's other things like From Black with On a Camp and Pope's Exorcist with Russell Crowe came out. We got our big Russell Crowe conversation, which blew our minds that we got an opportunity to do that. A great movie called You're Killing Me. Remember that one?
1: Oh, that was the Angel Wings and everything.
2: That was another great indie horror film. And and Skinnamarink, actually a very divisive film. Some people didn't like it. Some people loved it. I'm on the side of I really, really enjoyed it. It was very unsettling. This is the movie that really had almost no dialogue. Shot on a shoestring budget. uh, Kind of like the kids wake up in the middle of the night. There's old creepy cartoons on the TV, windows and rooms are being switched around the room. It's very confusing. They don't know what's going on. And it's kind of up to you, the audience, to kind of piece it together by getting some clues and little bits and pieces of the story. And you can kind of put that in your head and made it super freaking scary to me. One of those movies that make you, that makes, it, makes you scared to go up the stairs at night when you turn off the lights. So, 2023's list of horror. I know right now we're thinking about outside of this room. Our kids are having a war, and apparently someone's almost cracked an iPad. I don't know if I left any of that in the show earlier. I might leave some of it in just for <laughs> show. Some of the my realism. My sister's
3: brand new iPad from Christmas. Yeah. Oh my. Christmas gosh. was not long ago. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, like a few days ago. Yeah,
2: it's stressing me. Yep. I'm afraid to. I'm afraid to see. The reality of what's outside of this room, this uh, right now. It's almost why I'm delaying it. But anyway,
3: any uh, other 2023 movies? Anyone?
1: 2023. I can't really think. I mean, that kind of does it for us for the list. I mean, there were there was the new season of You. Oh which, God, I keep forgetting things like that. Yes, the new season of You. Uh, which I uh, I love. Joe Goldberg. He can do no wrong. Which is so messed up.
2: And this one is in England. Yes. See, a dapper version of a Badgley. Yes. A bearded Badgley.
1: A bearded Badgley. I would say, the thing I love about you is be, is I have a lot of mom friends, and none of them like horror, but this is like the only thing that they watch, but they don't think it's horror. I
2: love that. Yeah, that's so funny. They're
1: like, I don't like horror, but... Have you seen the new season of You? It's
2: horror, everybody. Like, hello. You're watching People getting killed is horror.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's just like. Hello.
2: No. Big fly.
1: No. Yeah. So, you know, it was nice to be able to talk to a few friends that actually watched it because they don't ever watch anything that I watch. They're always watching stuff that
2: i would never watch in fact most of those friends probably also saw a lot more of that season of you than we have because we haven't finished it yet yes they're all done
1: but but you know what's interesting is that they all watched the last of us too
2: yes that's right we
3: all love that
2: you and i didn't watch much of that leo loved that show
3: yeah I, I if feel he like was here
2: he'd be talking all about last oh, of us
3: yeah didn't we go through a maze for
2: that yeah we did universal horror nights this year had the last of us made yeah it. everybody loved last of us i couldn't get into it i
3: started it you started too, but it it was it was kind of depressing for me especially after covid it just reminded me of that time
2: i agree yeah that's kind of where a i little was too, at too soon
3: at I, the time
2: i agree i was in a not in the mental state to enjoy that as entertainment at the time but everybody else loved it leo loved it Can't fault it. I'm going to. We'll have to re-experience
1: it. Yeah. A little later. A little later. Yeah. I feel like if we plan this better, I should have texted Leo and been like, what's your list? We could have read it off. Gone through Leo's list. Well, maybe that's another episode. Hey. Where we catch up.
3: Leo's list.
1: Yeah. He's turning in his homework late. Oh.
2: There you go. Horror homework late.
1: Late edition.
2: (laughs) All right. So is there anything else in 2023?
1: We talked about the fall of House of Usher, right?
2: Very briefly, yes. But yeah, so
1: good. If you haven't seen it, which you probably have, uh, if it's got I Mike Flanagan's
2: seen. name on it, you know, you're that in your hands. whole
1: team just killed it. It's like one of my favorite things that he's done. I mean, everything is my favorite that
2: yeah that yeah. whole
1: team does. Yeah, they can do no wrong.
2: And hopefully, we see more. I mean, coming in twenty twenty four. I know filming wrapped on Life of Chuck, uh, an adaptation of a Stephen King short story. So hopefully we get to see that in 2024. Oh, that would be
1: amazing. I hope so. Fingers crossed.
2: Any more 2023 before we move on? Barry the Bride. Our friends Spider and Chrissy put out Barry the Bride this year. That's right.
1: That was awesome.
2: Scout Compton. Yes. And Chrissy Fox starring.
1: And then Scout had another movie.
2: Yes, creature, uh, creature just
1: stirring. We just recently saw it was a holiday kind of movie Yeah,
2: holiday horror film.
1: That was awesome. So many good things out there.
2: So many good things. All right. Coming in 2024 again, an incredible list so far and there's more on the way. Obviously, we find out new horror releases. It seems to be every week once things get going. Brian McGuire's directorial debut, Night Swim, is one of the first. January 5th, that comes out. Zelda Williams, her directorial debut, Lisa Frankenstein. I'm so
3: excited for that one. Scarlet
2: (laughs) Campbell, we're going to do something for her birthday for that. She's more Valentine's Day. Yeah. Yeah. I'm
3: really excited.
2: Oh, I just got a text. Thayer made a gold dent in my iPad. A
3: gold?
1: Wow. Cold. (laughs) Jeez. What is happening out there? How do you make a gold dent?
2: I just am. I'm now. I wish we had the Apple Care. What you can still can't? You still get it?
1: I'm watch Apple's listening to this.
2: Don't listen Apple. <laughs>
1: uh,
2: you didn't hear that.
1: <laughs> just kidding.
2: It's in perfect condition.
1: <laughs> um.
2: Yes. Scri- script Not written by Diablo Cody Do I say that I don't remember it's a period piece takes place in 1989 stars Freaky's Catherine Newton who we love as a teenager who reanimates her dead Victorian era crush played by Cole Sprouse Carla Gugino speaking of Flanagan and the Flaniverse is also in this
3: It's gonna be amazing
2: you've already, already decided Scar's already decided <laughs> it's your best friend. I saw decision.
3: the trailer so
2: that's all that matters yeah The trailer is very fun. Yes. Probably one of the coolest trailers I've ever seen.
1: Yeah, it's going to be awesome.
2: Rumors are Radio Silence have a a Universal Monster movie coming out in April. Wow. Take Take that as it is. I don't know anything else about that rumor other than it's possibly an adaptation of Dracula's daughter following a gang of kidnappers who abduct young people. Also rumored to star Dan Stevens from The Guest and... Catherine Newton. Ooh. The Watchers. This is the directorial feature debut of Ishana Shyamalan, M. Night's daughter, who did some writing and directing on Servant. Oh, she was really great. Yeah. The Watchers is is supposed to be coming out in 2024, starring Dakota Fanning as a 28-year-old artist who gets stranded in the Irish countryside and finds shelter alongside three strangers. We're going to get a prequel to A Quiet Place, A Quiet Place Day One, John Krasinski. June 28th is the release date on that. I mentioned Trap, M. Night Shyamalan. August 2nd is when we're supposed to see that. Alien Romulus. Woo! Fetty Alvarez.
3: Yeah! More... Alien content. That's right. That's right. Confetti.
2: Confetti. So that takes place between Alien and Aliens. It's the first sequel to take place within those two films, stars Kaylee Spaney. August 16th is a release date. A nice birthday present for me. Hopefully that means we get to have. Fetty Alvarez coming back on the show. I want him in person. Yes. Well, now that the now that we're kind of the pandemic, the worst part of the pandemic seems to be tapering off I and know. people are now coming back in studio because that was one thing that I really enjoyed in the last part of the year where it seemed more stu- in studio guests. Yeah. Which which was a hard thing for a little while, you know, yeah, got to admit. True. And it's still it's still kind of a hard thing.
1: It is. It really is. It's either virtual or go to a hotel.
2: Yeah. And do the junket thing. Yeah. Which you get limited time. It's a different, I don't know. It's a different vibe. When you get people in person, especially in your home studio, basically, there's just a different connection that happens. And I think the conversations resulting from that you get a little different dynamic. It's a little different dynamic. And we're all about that dynamic. We've always been about that dynamic when we started the show. And over the pandemic, it changed a little bit. And we want to get back more to that. So the last half of 2023 has been about trying to get back more into that, the roots of the show, as everybody's trying to find their new normal after the pandemic. Anyway, so that was, uh, what was that? Uh, Fetty. Uh, Fetty, yeah. Alien Romulus. Another soft film, it's supposed to be coming out September 27th. A sequel to Smile on October 18th. Terrifier 3. Oh,
1: gosh. Art the Clown uh, does Christmas. I am so excited for that. Oh, my gosh. I cannot wait.
2: Uh, it's going to be something else to see what he does around the holidays. Yes. It's going to be even, yeah. I mean, you put him you put art the clown in the innocent holiday season and it makes everything he does all the worse. Right? Yeah. Then you got like what, little kids more little kids are gonna be in the picture. He can do some severely messed up stuff.
1: I can't even imagine like
2: And, and they kind of they kinda raise the bar with every single of these movies that that Damien Leone does and David Howard Thornton's genius portrayal of art, the silent clown. This is really going to be something else. This is going to be an event. So that's October 25th. I thought we we're going to have to wait like all the way till Christmas, but it's going to be like a Halloween movie. Scarlett, have you seen any of the terrifying movies that we ever show you any? No. Wow. You're in for something. I don't even know. Are we, is, are we even allowed to show those movies yet? We haven't even talked about it. You know? Everett
1: watched most you of Terrifier too. Everett,
2: he saw. Yeah, I guess he saw a lot of Terrifier. And 2. he
1: kept saying, "Like you're like, oh, you can watch five minutes, and then it turned into ten minutes. Then oh, he was got like into it. Forty-five minutes, and now he has a Terrifier shirt. Doesn't he have
3: a bat, or is that fair? A bat, or like a gun, or something? Oh, that's from Killer Clowns.
2: Oh, oh yeah, yeah. from Killer Outer Clown? Space.
3: So they're both clowns.
2: They're both clowns. Yes, very different. Like Pennywise. Oh. All clowns, but all very, very different.
1: All right. Yeah. It's uh
2: Art the Clown kind of makes Pennywise look like a sweet. nice guy. Yeah, like an actual really? clown. Yeah. Art the clown is savage. Like he's really bad. Really bad. Yeah. Yeah. If you thought Pennywise is bad, wow. Yeah. All right. Well, you're going to be able to see that October 25th this year. Nosferatu. <sighs> so Robert Eggers, Nosferatu, starring Bill Skarsgård as Nosferatu, Willem Dafoe, Nicholas Holt, Lily Rose Depp, December 25th. That's going to be it's going to be a Christmas 2024. A very merry Christmas. Very scary Christmas.
1: I'm so excited yeah, for that one. It's going to be
2: amazing. Television to look forward to. The third season of Chucky resumes. Interview with the vampire season two on AMC. I haven't seen, i got to be honest, I haven't seen any of the interview with the vampire stuff on no. AMC, the TV series. In fact, I didn't even know they did one. What? Yeah.
1: Okay. At least I knew that. Yeah, there I did. Was for some there. reason,
2: I didn't know. The It prequel series, Welcome to Dairy.
1: Oh, I know a little oh. person who's excited about that one. Jade. Yeah. Yeah. She's very into the it. Biggest It, right? it fan. Yeah. She wants her whole room like Pennywise.
2: That's terrifying.
1: Didn't she want her email J.D. Wise? Yep. Yeah. yep. Yep. J.D. Wise. She is obsessed with it. Like the newer version. Mm-hmm.
2: The first film especially.
1: She can watch it over and over again.
3: She has. <laughs> yes. Many, many times.
2: The <laughs> one with the cracked gold dent in her iPad. The gold
3: dent. <laughs> yes. Oh, gosh.
2: So that's going to be on Max. Uh, Let's see. Maybe, maybe we might see The Conjuring series on Max. There's been rumors of that happening.
1: I hope that's true. I like rumors. Uh, You do? (laughs) Yeah, because they get me excited. Yeah,
2: they get you excited. I mean, it's supposed to be coming out at some point, hopefully this year, Brian Fuller's Crystal Lake series, possibly this year. That's going to be There's rumors of a Halloween TV show.
3: Interesting
2: um, Mayfair Witches Season 2 Alexandra Daddario Bruce Campbell supposed to Is talking to be in a show Dealing with the satanic panic Called Hysteria Due to be out on Peacock And the fifth season of Stranger Things
3: <gasps> Oh yeah
2: Excited about that? Yes Do you know anything about that? Like um, when, have they talked about when it's going to come
3: I out? I don't really know They kind of stopped talking about it hmm. But
2: it's kind of best that way, right? Yeah, get you I think all surprised. it's
3: supposed to be the last season, actually. Wow, and I'm kind of sad.
2: We're gonna the the new season of You that's gonna come out is supposed to be the last season as a, a season as well.
1: Why would they do that more. to me? Why? I, I take it personal. I know. I look forward to Penn Badgley.
2: Yeah, he's awesome. Every
1: year, a I'm, new version.
2: I'm hoping that we get season five this year.
1: I mean, I was. Hoping he would like kill into like old age, like be in an old age home, like season (laughs) season twenty, yeah, thirty. He's like in. Hopefully, we can
2: get him in here. That would be a a dream. We've been denied every single time, but you know, know. one can dream. All right, well, I think that does it for the the big wrap up show. We've been in here for a while, and we got to rescue an iPad. Apparently, we might be out four (sighs) hundred dollars.
1: Well, I would like to also say that in 2023, the Antiquarium of Sinister happenings launched.
2: Yes, it did. It sure did.
1: Our sister podcast
2: and made the boo crew suffer through the last few months, I would say. Sorry. As our attention was moved over there just due to the increased workload and the the strain that that causes and the I don't know, the post and pre-production process on that show has been a beast. It's uh, for anyone who doesn't know, it's a audio fiction show that Lauren and I curate and produce and cast and all that good stuff. And we've had, we've been fortunate enough to have featured a lot of previous Boo Crew guests on that show in various roles, Mm -hmm. reading and narrating and, and performing. And that's been incredible to be a part of. It's a big passion of ours and a joy to do. And, again, that's the Antiquarium of Sinister Happenings on Spotify, Apple, everywhere you get your podcasts. We urge you to check it out. There's more great surprises on the way with that show. Yes. And while that show's going, though, we really plan on getting back back in back into more of the regular rhythm of the Boo Crew because, yeah, we have definitely slipped off that. I know people have written saying, stop apologizing, but we feel like we have to anyway because, honestly, we feel bad just to, you know, Uh, to ourselves for letting ourselves down by uh, slacking if you will on the release of episodes and from doing having interviews and conversations and all that good stuff that uh, we also love doing means a lot to us means everything to us
1: I think 2024 will change that
2: yes 2024 that's our resolution to change that and to bring you more boot crew and hopefully when Leo stops uh, a a well Leo how about a less sick Leo I'm all for less sick He's
1: been, sick Leo. he's been
2: sick for like a month, so we haven't had him in here in a while. So the return of Leo coming very soon <laughs> in 2024, hopefully by next episode would be great.
1: And Late Night with the Devil that's coming out this year. Yeah,
2: we mentioned it. I mentioned it a little bit uh, from uh, Roy Lee producing yeah, Late Night with I the Devil. I can't wait. I cannot wait to see it. I've, we've had friends who have seen it who say it's just the best thing ever. And it's been killing in the film festival circuits and... Finally, everybody's going to get a chance to see that, and uh, I can't wait to see it in theaters. In theaters. I want to see it. David Desmolch The Great. Yeah. Scarlett, anything to add from oh. your first appearance here on the Boo Crew?
3: Thanks for having me. <laughs>
2: well, you've been a joy. Yeah, you've pl- been
3: a great Yeah, you've addition. been great.
2: Very Thank good you. job. And we plan on uh, having you back in the, in the near future.
3: That would be great.
2: Anything else, guys? Are we done.
1: I think we're done. All
2: right. Happy we are New done. Happy New Year. Happy yes. New Year.
1: Happy Boo Year.
2: Happy Boo, Boo Year. Year. Well said. And we're going to go deal with an iPad issue now.
1: Oh,
3: gosh. The gold crack.
2: Oh, God. Oh, boy. All right. That wraps up 2023 and the Boo Crew Podcast, episode number 411, production tracks for this one provided by the great folks at Powerman 5000. Till next time, from myself, Lauren, and Scarlett Terratine it is the Boo Crew saying. Sweet screams.
0: (laughs) Thanks for listening to another episode of The Boo Crew Podcast Haunt the Boo Crew at TalesFromTheBooCrew.com Tales from the Boo Crew on Facebook and Instagram. Follow us on Twitter at TalesFromTheBoo The Boo Boo Crew is Lauren and Trevor Shand and Leone D'Antonio The Boo Crew is produced by Lauren Shand, chopped and sliced by Trevor Shand The Boo Crew is a TSP creation part of the bloody disgusting podcast network bye a bloody disgusting podcast network home of the boo crew for horror-centric interviews scp archives weekly full cast storytelling horror queers genre commentary from an lgbtq perspective and creepy for disturbing and terrifying pastas. listen free wherever you stream audio and at bloodydisgustingcom slash podcasts